Ashley Brock reading Dolores Fawson's book, Dade, chapter 13. Kayla didn't ask Dade what he just learned, which meant she no doubt knew this was not going to be news she wanted to hear. Still, Dade would tell her. It just wouldn't happen in front of Alan or any of the others. She had her heart bared enough today without having to go through a semi-public ordeal of hearing Brennan's latest, and there was no mistaking it. This would be an ordeal. With his hand still holding hers, they'd led her up the back stairs to the studio-style apartment once it's once it'd been part of the jail, but when a new facility had been built five years ago, Grayson had converted it to a place where they could crash when the workload was too much for them to go home to the ranch. Basically, it was one massive area with a kitchen, sitting space, desk, bed, and a bathroom, but for tonight, it would be a safe haven where Kayla could hopefully get some rest. Well, after she fell apart, that is. They'd let her inside, locked the door, and had her sit on the well-worn leather sofa that had once belonged to his grandfather. In fact, pretty much everything in the room was a family hand-me-down moved from the attic at the ranch. Tell me, Kayla said, and there was pure dread in her voice. First, Dade poured her a shot of whiskey from the stash mason kept in one of the cabinets. He handed it to her and motioned for her to drink. She did. Kayla took it in one go. Tell me, she repeated, was Alan working for Charles? Not exactly. They took a deep breath and sat on the coffee table in front of her so they'd be eye to eye. Alan committed a crime and covered it up, but Brennan found out what he'd done. Brennan insists he hasn't been blackmailing Alan, but it might take a while to prove if that's true or false. Kayla swallowed hard. And the crime? Alan's too young to have murdered your grandfather. She paused, her eyes wide. He didn't have something to do with Ellie's death? <laughs> because she was going to need it. They'd inch closer and pulled her deep into his arms. According to Brendan, a little over a year ago, Alan was drunk, and he was involved in a car accident. He hit and killed your husband, and then he fled the scene. She pulled in her breath, didn't release it. Kayla held it so long the day he's back to make sure she wasn't about to pass out. Alan killed Preston? Afraid so. He waited for her to cry, but the tears didn't come. Preston had a security camera in his car that activated during the crash, but when Brennan came upon the scene just minutes after it happened, he took the camera before the cops got there. So he knew all along how Preston died. Still no tears. She shook her head. Honestly, I thought Charles had murdered him. They clashed more often than not, and I figured Charles got fed up and killed him, or had him killed. This sounds horrible, but Preston's death was a relief to me. As far as I was concerned, he was no longer my husband. No longer anything to me. He touched me. Are you okay? Yes, but then just like that, something flashed her eyes. Oh, God. Charles will try to use this to throw out the case against him. That's why he told his attorney about it after these months. They'd wished he could disagree with that, but she was right. Mason and they will be all over this. The Texas Rangers, too. Brennan will go to trial. Now the tears He can't get away with this. He can't. Dade put her back in his arms. He won't. It's true. The only reason he spilled all of this now was to call Alan's integrity into question. And it will, she insisted. It might, but I read through the case against Brennan, and I don't remember Alan's name appearing anywhere in the motion documents. This is Winston's case. And while Dade might have some suspicions about the DA, he wouldn't borrow trouble. Eventually, Brennan had to run out of luck and dirty little secrets that had so far kept him from doing any serious jail time. Plus, there was something else. Brennan implicated himself today when he gave that statement to his attorney about Alan. 
running obstructed justice by removing the camera from his son's car. That's another charge we can tack on to the others, and we can use that to revoke his bond and put his sorry bud back in jail. Well, for tonight, anyway. Kayla grunts on. That's something, I guess. She's back a few inches and facing me. You've been good to me through all of this. I won't forget it. Dade's dinner. That sounds like some kind of goodbye. She looked ready to say yes, it was, but Dade wasn't about to accept a goodbye. So he kissed her. Yeah, it wasn't fair. It was ill-timed, but it was also what he needed. Hopefully it was what Kayla needed, too. Remember, he said against my, I'm the guy that makes you forget to breathe. He meant to make it sound like, but it sure didn't come out that way. Her eyes came to his. There was no humor, no teasing. That's true, and if you don't think that scares me, think again. He brushed his mouth against fear is the last thing I want you to feel when it comes to me. Too late. Her words ended in a kiss, a kiss that melted right through him. They returned the favor. Funny, you don't sound afraid. She sounded aroused and looked at two with her heavy eyelids and flushed cheeks. He felt her muscles go slack, and she slipped her hands around the back of his neck. I'm afraid you might stop, she whispered. Oh, man, that did it. He was a goner. He hadn't brought Kayla up here to have sex with her. But that was an invitation he couldn't resist. They could think of at least a dozen reasons to quit doing this. Damn good reasons, too. But he couldn't come up with any reason that was stronger than the simple truth. He was burning alive. And Kayla wasn't just the source of the fire. She was the cure. Dade, she said, her voice mostly breath, barely a whisper. But he heard her loud and cute. Loud and clear. Kayla, he managed to say, even though it seemed too much to have the sound of the name in his mouth. Your arm, she remember. She reminded him, and he's back. Be careful. Careful when his arm was the last thing on his mind right now. They didn't think he could keep this together very long. He'd never been a patient, gentle lover. Never had a partner who was interested in anything but hard and fast. He didn't think that was true of Kayla, though. Restraint, he reminded himself in the same motion that he reached for her. His hand slid around the back of her neck, and he dragged her to him. His mouth went straight to hers, and in that one touch, that one breath, he took in her scent and taste. So much for restraint. Sorry, he said, taking her mouth the way he wanted to take the rest of her. Sorry for what? She stepped back and stared at him. Her mouth was already swollen from the kisses. Her face was flushed, and her heavy breathing pushed her breast against his chest. The side of her melted. Sorry for not giving you an out not seducing you the old-fashioned way. They had kissed her again too hard, and yet it wasn't hard enough. He pressed against her, snaring her in his arms and dragging her even tighter against him. I don't want it now, she murmured through the kiss. Old-fashioned is overrated, and I just want you. <laughs> he didn't have much breath left, but that pretty much robbed him of the little bit in his lungs. So did the maneuver she made by brushing her sex against his. Hell, the bed wasn't far, just a few yards away, but the desk was closer. Grappling for position, they landed against it, the heads ramming into Dade's lower back. The kisses got crazy hot. Dade couldn't figure out where he wanted to kiss her most, so he settled for any part of her he could reach, which wasn't easy. Kayla was doing some crazy kisses, too, and she was trying to rid him of his shirt. Dade helped. He ripped it open. She made a sound of relief and lowered her head to plant some kisses on his chest. It was torture. Her hot, wet mouth moving over his body as if she knew exactly what turned him on. And she obviously did, because she made it all the way to his stomach and lower. Especially lower, when she dropped one of those fire kisses on the front of his jeans. They figured this was going to be to get crazier. 
caught on to her, dragging her back up, turning her so that she was pinned against the... I want you naked now. He got it out. Keela apparently agreed because she started to do battle with her top. They did more than battle. He jerked it over her head and discovered a woman with a flimsy, lacy bra. It was barely there, but he removed it anyway. Kayla was beautiful everywhere, certain that his theory was correct. He shoved down her pants and pulled them off her, then her panties. Yeah, beautiful everywhere. He leaned in, slowly, touched his mouth to the pink cart tattoo on her breast. She sucked in her breath and froze. She had that deer caught in the headlights look. She was waiting. And they made sure the wait was worth it. Kissed his way down her stomach. Her skin was like silk and that scent. Not that he needed it, but it pulled him right in. They'd caught onto her right leg and lifted it over her shoulder so he could kiss her exactly the way he wanted. The way she apparently wanted to. Because she gasped, moaned, and then cursed. Dade was positive. It was a good sign. So was the fact that she thrust her hips forward and shoved her head, hand into his hair. He would have finished her off then and there. The taste of her burning like fire through him. But Kayla obviously didn't want things to play out this way. She jerked her leg off her shoulder. And with her hand still in his hair, she yanked him back up. Not gently either, nor was she gentle with the zipper. Kayla was a woman on a mission, and she batted Dade's hand away when he tried to help. She got a zipper down and shoved her hands into his shorts. Dade could have sworn a freight train rammed through his head. Restraint, he reminded himself again. It was as useless as the last reminder. Kayla freed him from his shorts and wrapped her legs around his waist. They did try to ease into her, but that didn't work either. She was tight, wet, and hot, and she used those long legs to push him deep inside her. She made a sound, not a gasp or a moan this time. Her breast shuddered, and the sound came from deep within her throat. They recognized it. It was something beyond pleasure. It was a sound he would have made himself if he could figure out how to breathe. The moment seemed to freeze. They were there, their bodies fused together, their gazes locked, and maybe it was because of that intimate position. They knew exactly what she was thinking. This felt good. No, not just good. It felt way too good. Figured sex with Kayla would be extraordinary, but this was a million steps beyond that. We're so screwed. He managed to say, oh, yes. She managed to say right back. They didn't take the time to weigh the consequences or this beyond sex moment. The moment unfroze. The heat roared through them, and they dived at each other. They caught onto her hips. Kayla caught onto his back and his neck, digging her fingers into his skin and completing the thrusts inside her. Felt her closing in around him. She was so near climax. This was usually the part where he buried his face in his partner's neck and went to that dark primal place where the only thing that mattered was finishing what he started. First her, so he could ride his body, rid his body of this fire that was consuming him. But he didn't do that this time. They never took his eyes off her, even though his vision was blurred. He knew this would be over too quickly, and he wanted to see every moment, record every touch, every sensation. He wasn't disappointed, and he wondered how many times in life reality lived up to a man's fantasy. Kayla surely did. She met each of his thrusts, but her grip went gentle on his neck, her fingers still, but not her body. The climax racked through her, and she reached for him, pulling him closer, so he was careful, gentle. And it was that gentle coaxing, that look in her eyes, that ended it all for him. They'd thrust into her one last time and let himself fall, right into Kayla's waiting arms. End of chapter 13.